are good. We are good. Oh, God, Jeff almost just bit it right there. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. A little embarrassed. Yeah. Aw, Jeff's a little embarrassed. How cute. Well, it, yeah, because he almost bit it. Like, I really missed it. Over. Oh, yeah, he almost like knocked over all of his stuff. That would have been a tragedy. That would have been at least on the live stream. <laughs> Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And with us today, we've got Nathan and Kirk from the BFRO, which is the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. How are you guys doing? Doing well, thank you. Doing pretty good. Nice, nice. And uh, we'll get to you guys in a second. Just wanted to introduce you so you can intersperse whenever you want to and talk about stuff. But seriously, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Grit City Podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us, you know that you can find us at gritcitypodcast.com uh, and all of our social media and all of those fun different things, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, all of that stuff is just readily available I, right on your smartphones right now at this point, right? Yeah, we're all over the internet, yeah. all of them. But make sure... Uh, you also share uh, our podcast and the stuff. If you do enjoy what you're listening to, share it with all your friends on your social media so we can get more people listening to very interesting, fun people like we've had in the past, in the future, and now the present. Yeah, or you could just give us a bunch of stars. You don't really need to make yeah. a comment. Just give us your stars. I don't need your misspelled comments under my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, look at you, Mr. Elitist. The I'm one just talking in, shit. I yeah. don't care. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a bad one. This is... We are, uh, we are at the Lovely Union Club where we we have been all day, uh, got ourselves a couple of brewskis. Brewskis? Who says that anymore? You. I just said The guy drinking water. Yeah. The guy <laughs> I had a Diet Coke. This is going to go bad. Um, but yeah, we got some Puget Sound pizza, had some ciders, had some beers. So now you're you're pretty deep into it, aren't you? Yeah, man. These um these porters, I don't forget what they're called. The coconut porter? Yeah, they're Porter's. pretty good, man. These Black Raven, Coca Jones, coconut porters, they're pretty good. Yeah, and it's they're my, local. My new thing, yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get those at? I don't know. Store. The store. Yeah. There's a store? Mm-hmm. Bremerton. Oh. No, Redmond. Redmond. Redmond is I not read Bremerton. That, I read that wrong. That was really wrong. You're Sorry. terrible. Well, so I'm taking want... one of those home with me. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the last one. You can have it. Though. You're taking it home for me, right? They can fight right. for it. Rochambeau for it. All right. Enough about the beer. All right. Yes. And if you want to support this amazing podcast and help us out by new equipment and uh, go and do some fun things, patreon.com slash grit city podcast. Right now, it is the only place where you can get a t-shirt or hoodie with that wonderful Shroom Brothers logo. Stickers too, bitches. Stickers. Yes. From diecutstickers.com. EJ yeah. O'Donnell and all of those wonderful people over there making sticker dreams come true. I don't know if people have sticker. Did we have sticker yeah, dreams? Yeah, people definitely have sticker dreams. Okay. All right. Cool. That sounds pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, patreon.com, uh, four Do bucks it. a month, all the Do way it. up to the business class, which will get us to talk about your business and all those specific intricacies therein. Ooh, nice. I yeah. like that. Did that actually flow? Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. I feel pretty good about that. Let's get to our our guests today because we do, like I said, we have the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, BFRO.net. We have Nathan and Kirk. How are you guys doing? Because first off, um, you came down from... <laughs> Do we call it camping? You were in the woods. You were camping. Were you squash hunting at this point, or were you just camping, having fun? It's camping with a purpose. Nice. nice. I love that. We're out there most of the time just camping, but we're aware of our surroundings, so we know what's happening. And one time out of 100, we'll have what we actually want to happen. Nice. <laughs> I love this. And so you guys have been spending a couple of days up in the woods. Uh, where did you guys end up go camping at? We were... In an area near Hump Tulips. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> all right, oh. perfect. <laughs> no Tellum Creek. I like that. It's my like, favorite place, man. I love we, it. Or there, if you go on the north side of the Olympics, there's a place called Not a Creek. <laughs> Not no. a Creek. And I would hope they don't have a creek. One, one, one road over is It's a Creek. <laughs> It's true. It's true. No, I no, believe one, it. Yeah. I, no, I absolutely believe you it because they got some weird names for stuff around here. You can Google it. <laughs> and so uh, tell us a little bit about um, what the Bigfoot Field Research Organization is about, because at this point, I mean, it's in the title. You guys are uh, hunting for Bigfoot. <laughs> Dude, this was on my, my, my list of things to people to interview, just so you guys know. This was on, like, I guess, bucket list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I've always wanted to have Bigfoot people on, and um, you guys, to me, are, like, the epitome of, of Bigfoot researchers, so. Thank you. That's yeah. very kind. Yeah. Well, it's coming for me, so it doesn't count for much, but uh, you're welcome. I, I should have worn nicer clothing at this point. <laughs> Bow tie. Yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about the history of the organization, what, you, what your purpose is, and what you set out to do. Um, a fellow named Matt Moneymaker started the organization mm -hmm. back in 95, I think. Yeah, 1995. And um, it's throughout North America, and they're... A, a whole bunch of volunteers who are interested in the subject mm -hmm. and we employ various research techniques trying to document this incredible species that we believe is out there that not just believe but we know we've mm -hmm. we've had encounters that leave no doubt in our mind nice. and so the BFRO is a group of volunteers like I said and we all coordinate and work together and share information and um we often have expeditions mm -hmm. for instance this summer we, we take people out who are interested in the subject we okay. take them to our active locations and share it with them oh fun and uh we can never guarantee that something's going to happen but we always well, and, try to do the best we can to and, make something and, happen. And that makes sense. I mean, uh, especially we've talked about this with Andrew with Tacoma Ghost Tours. It doesn't necessarily just uh, being in an area that may have a certain thing that goes along with it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen when you're there. And right. you might be you might get the benefit of having that happen. But it's one of those things like don't expect it, but be happy if something For sure. you do have some sort of experience right there. Yes. Um, that's where we try to hold the expeditions at locations where there's a history of mm -hmm. encounters so we can say, well, over there, three years ago, this is what happened. And people get excited to know that, wow, 
They are around here. That, and, and, and I mean, that's one of those things that the, the, the Pacific Northwest has been, uh, is, I guess it's an area that is uh, ripe for a species such as this. And tell, us, tell me a little bit about the, the species of, of the Sasquatch or uh, the Bigfoot. Well, you, you limited it to just the Pacific Northwest. And yeah. it's not. They're throughout okay. North America. Yeah, man. You forget about skunk apes in the South. <laughs> exactly. Oh, really? So, those, so they're essentially the same. They're, they're the same species, just called different. Uh, whatever yeah, location right. region they're at. Correct. Uh-oh. Yes. I do got a question about your locations. Back to where, where you go. Would you, would you rather go to someplace that is more popular or someplace that people do not go as often? Like, hmm. you know, you hear about SETI Ranch up by Mount Adams. They say they have Bigfoot sightings up there all the Whoa, time. Whoa, you're getting but pretty specific, Jeff. Yeah, people, God well, damn. Jeff. Somebody's or been would, Googling. <laughs> or would or would you? That's right. Or would, or would, that's right. <laughs> or would, or would you uh, like oh, like fun. to go to a place Ooh. that's not so touristy? I know that at least personally for me, I like to go to places that are more isolated that have a uh, report history, but not like, hey, look, I'm camped across the road, and there's like Jill and John camping over there with their kids. You know? Yeah, yeah. So a little bit more remote in those sort of terms. I mean, I would just imagine yes. at this point also looking at something like that. If you get into uh, a popular or a heavily populated area, uh, it's just the law of just wildlife. Like they're not necessarily going to be in that area because humans are there in multitudes. It depends That's on the true. time of year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should probably let's talk about some of the, the common things, right? So yeah. you guys, I know you guys. Um, kind of track them throughout the year so you kind of yes. see some some different things depending on the the season like the movements or active activity or whatever during the right. season but could we go over some things like why people don't find bones or like oh, why yeah. they're not videotaped as much well they are videotaped but it's always fake yeah <laughs> right yeah. like could we go over yeah. some of that stuff oh, absolutely yeah so, so what's go your ahead. first question all of them go uh, go starting <laughs> from number one go okay well let's just start off with what is sasquatch well, Sasquatch is some, it, it, according to the reports, it's some kind of uh, pri- something in the primate family, something like me, you, or something. If you were to put it on a spectrum, you have old world monkeys, new world monkeys, and then you have your great apes, and then we classify in the top end of that as mm-hmm. hominids. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something, at least according to debate, you can say is somewhere between traditional pongidae, lower class apes, mm-hmm. uh, knuckle walking apes and uh, modern human uh, hominid class. Somewhere in that spectrum, Bigfoot lo- appears to fall. They've got, they got thumbs, they've got human-shaped feet uh, with some minor uh, morphological differences, limb ratio differences, and uh, skeletal muscle development, let alone size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's something, in my opinion, based on what I saw and what I've experienced, they are closer to us than... Farther, say, farther away. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. and uh, it, it seems that way. Just when, you, even if you just like you're talking about googling, just googling the physical appearances and what you would see or what people have experienced, and they do seem to be more human. And I think that's kind of the um, the allure um, for the for the layman when they're coming into these. It's be like, well, how is like a humanoid out there beyond like us being able to see them and stuff like uh, Scott was just talking about. It's like, why don't we have the documentation, the bones, that sort of things like that? What do you say to people that say something like that? That is a remarkably easy question to actually answer. Because, really? Okay. Yes. So, so here's the thing. Uh, how many dead mountain lions do you hear of showing up on the side of the road? 
It's a good point. Uh, not a whole uh, lot. Okay. How how many even dead bears? Yeah. And that's a much yeah. more frequent animal. And and so we got, now I'm going to throw out some numbers here from um, the Department of Wildlife for okay. Washington State. Uh, there's a low ball number of 3,500 mountain lions in the state of Washington alone. Just the state of Washington. Damn. And there's millions of black bears all the way from Northern California, Redwoods Coast, yeah, and all the way up to yeah. BC, Canada. Millions. It's 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 not like there's like five. That's yeah. why it doesn't happen. And, or even thousands, millions. Yeah. That's like a yeah, <laughs> yeah, a yeah, real yeah. Number, right? yeah. millions. Right. And I, I mean, that's a super good point too. Just talking about the mountain lions, because how many people have had in, interactions with mountain lions? We've literally heard of yeah. the one, the poor biker that got eaten by a mountain lion but that was one interaction in how many years yes so it stands to reason and i mean that's one of those things i guess now that even you're saying that it makes a lot of sense in terms of there's a lot of woodlands out here that are a inaccessible just by regular you can't just drive your you know suv to a spot and get to there where it's going to be because it's just too deep i mean there's so many woodlands out there that uh are literally untouched by humans at this point so why can't it stand a reason to have stuff out there? Exactly. There's vast wilderness out there. You go out on the Olympic Peninsula alone, and there's so much area where a human hasn't set foot for many, many years since the last time it was logged over 100 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of I love that little bit on that because it's everyone is talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to go into space or we haven't tracked the oceans yet. And there's so many, like, sure, you can take uh, an aircraft over these these woods and all of these forests and all of this. But you're not putting, putting your foot yeah, on the ground. exactly. Man. You're right. not, I mean, yeah, we can, we know where it is and we know the, like, the topographical layout Contours, of it. Contours, yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to see exactly with any any sort of, uh, buildings or structures or anything like that. They can be hidden very well. But there are planes. Also, also are... the Sasquatches are the they're masters of their domain. They are perfectly built for to elude us, to mm-hmm. um, their coloration, camouflage, and their extreme strength and speed. And uh, many people say that they use um, lookouts who are always monitoring. Okay, yeah, like, just like a scout or whatever the would be. Yeah. And so they're always avoiding us staying away uh to that reason do you believe or is there uh of their habitat um or has there been signs of anything like that like underground systems cave systems or do they have would they have a sort of like uh like above ground housing like we would have anything like those Dude, that would lead to ours creeping me out now Why? underground bigfoots with above ground housing what are you what? talking no, about we found this yeah. apartment building out in the woods oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly though it's like uh, is there any sort of like like spaceships that they land in well, like, what exactly yeah, i, I want to so, add to, to that question though about them not being seen now do you believe it's all natural or do you believe there might be something supernatural there where they are not seen are you guys by, you know you're not you're not a multi-dimensional yeah, there's these, nothing i, we're, I can we're tell science-based reality i, I, I love that right look there's a lot of people there's a lot of people you get online there's a lot of people that are like sasquatch or crazy magical. people crazy yeah. people Whoa. to be blunt well people uh, who you have active imaginations is what we call it's okay. really easy to get out in the dark and psychologically build yourself up to believe that something oh, shit, is yeah. happening 
Last time I went camping. Well, I mean, people would say the same thing about you, right? Like, honestly. I mean, I don't know what you've seen or whatever, but people would say the same thing. Absolutely. Like, they don't know you from Adam, right? So, you, you right. saying that you go out and you camp and you see Bigfoot, other people are going to say the but same thing. But it doesn't thing, happen right? like that. That's, well, I, and I don't know, right? Like, so, I mean, just to discount somebody because, it was, well, they saw something, right? Well, it's not huh. just that. If you actually look at the caliber of the witness you're speaking with. So, this is the thing. We... A classifier report system, when someone turns in a report... We That's go what in. I like about you guys, just so you guys know. I love that you guys do reports and you have actual people that go out and, and do the investigation. I love yes. that. Yes, so. and we also evaluate the person who's making the claim, specifically. Mm-hmm. Do they have tendencies toward, um, perhaps... Meth. Yeah, th- yeah, there you go. Or, or some degree of... Substance-based uh, men- <laughs> Or even some other natural uh, mental health issues yeah. that need addressing. And this is like a cry for help. We yeah. see stuff like that occasionally, but... Uh, you also just get people who really are genuinely mistaken, and then once yeah. you walk through where it was and what it was, uh, what actual known wildlife behavior is, go, oh well, like this report I just took here about two months ago. A lady in the Olympics was contacted the BFRO thinking that she had um, a Sasquatch on her property, walking around in the snow, and she sent me photos mm-hmm. of the tracks, and she said she was hearing weird blowing sounds like. <laughs> Out in the yard. Okay, yeah. And so she saw these long, melted-out tracks, and she was really worried because, I guess, some friend of hers suggested, oh, there's Sasquatch out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. and right, and that's going to, what is going to, is going to happen, it's going to build that sort of, that, that yes. panic. Yep. And you're like, oh, crap, okay, I have this here. Exactly, and then suddenly you don't know what you're seeing, <laughs> and it literally could be a human out there. Yeah. And then, that's uh, the first thing I would go to if my friend came to me, he's like, dude, I get tracks, so like, dude, it's fucking Sasquatch, done, <laughs> done deal, Sasquatch, bro, I don't know. <laughs> so what did it end up being? So this is the thing, after looking at the snow and evaluating the tracks, you could tell that the tracks were uh, double placement, so an animal stepping in line with itself and what it was it was a horse a horse had gotten loose and trotted and stepped in its own tracks creating this long inline step and then all of a sudden the sound makes sense yeah it absolutely makes sense it's not like an eight going like that's i mean and it's i I love the fact that you do take this at the at at, at a science base because it's you're not looking to um to, you're not looking at a result and trying to fit the evidence into that result. Confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah, the confirmation bias, which uh, I mean, we'll be talking about that kind of in the future with <laughs> some other people that are way, way interesting. Um, but uh, it's it's that sort of thing where you're looking at it in the terms of we want to see these results, but we don't want to dictate the results before they're before they've happened. Yes, and I love that we we make a determined effort to be our own skeptics. It's like, okay, what are all the alternate explanations mm-hmm. first? And we have to eliminate all of those. Yeah. Okay, now we can consider Sasquatch. Uh, Kirk, how did you get involved with the BFRO? I grew up being interested in it. I guess uh, Leonard Nimoy, I'm a little older, so yeah, Leonard yeah. Nimoy had In Search Of. And, oh, yeah! And uh, one of the episodes was on Sasquatch, and I remember seeing that as a kid, like, wow, that's really cool. I grew up in South Dakota where there aren't any Sasquatch. Well, maybe in some in the Black Hills, I guess. And uh, so I ended up moving out here, and I was working with this fellow. We had an employee party, and he said something, and I joked, oh, like a Sasquatch, huh? And he goes... No, don't make fun of that shit. That's that's, that's that stuff's real. <laughs> oh, and he's wow, always the yeah. life of the party, you know, and laughing, making serious. jokes. All of a sudden, you brought up Sasquatch, yeah. and he was like, "Don't make fun of that." And then he told me about his sighting later, 
and it was out there by North Bend. He was j- driving a uh, dozer to a logging site, and he saw two Sasquatches on the road. Um, male and a female. One with a female shape, one wow. with a male shape. And the female went in, out in the woods, but the male stayed, kind of like to protect it. Yeah. And uh, And then he was... Going like this, back Swing. and forth Swing, back on the road forth. as okay, my friend yeah. was slowly driving his truck closer and closer. And then See, I wouldn't it, be driving any closer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was trying to understand what it was. He's like, yeah, are these yeah. NBA basketball players wearing wetsuits? That's what he said. He said well, his brain was trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the thing, without jumping, without... Um, or without taking a running start, I mean, it jumped from a standstill position 25 feet over a six feet bramble of blackberry bushes and was d- gone into the like woods. hurtling the ditch. Jeez. Well, and uh, he's, no human can do that. Uh, and yeah, right. So he told me about that and I was like, yeah, I've always been interested and I, I believe him. He's as trustworthy as anybody I'm ever going to meet and I got to get into this. And yeah. so I got into the BFRO reading about their expeditions and reading some of the reports. And I said, I'm signing up for an expedition next year. That was 09. And I haven't looked nice. back. Nice. So 10 years into it. Yep. I love that. Nathan, how did you uh, get started with the BFRO? That, uh, it's very sim- kind of a similar story. All right. Um, neighbors for years would tell us that, oh, yeah, there's these things out there. And I'm like, yeah, those things are called too much drinking, too much this, too much that. Perhaps yeah, that happens yeah, in Washington, right? Yeah. Especially well, camping. Or this the was in Michigan. Oh, but, okay, okay. So well, that, I mean, that was a thing there long before yeah, it was ever a yeah. thing here. So, <laughs> good point, good call. I mean, yeah, I mean, people back where I'm from ride their lawnmowers in their uh, <laughs> to the gas station to get. As they should. How get are you going to fill up? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, see, see, here we got the electric scooters now. The funny part, and they're like, the funny part is they got like a, a bottle of vodka in their lap, and they're like, "Oh, the gas tank's getting low," <laughs> and then they're just driving along even further. Uh, so this was in Michigan, yeah. and they were. Was it was it stories to scare you, or was it just we've seen these, or we know that they're out there, sort of things? My 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 grandmother said that she was talking with the neighbors years back. Uh, like back in the seventies, yeah, seventies, mm-hmm. uh, the seventies. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and she told me stories about the neighbors saying, "I just saw a giant man in my yard, and he's all in black, and his head comes up to the eve of the house." Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and more so, than just a man. so they yeah. called the police, and they they're like, "Yeah, this thing's been this person has been coming back around my yard like every night," and this was in like June. Mm-hmm. And this was back in the 70s. My grandma told me the story. So I brought it up to my neighbors, and my neighbors had heard ah. about these kind of stories going on as well. And then one of them, on the, the guy that lived up the hill from us, has like eight apple trees that are right next to a power line route that run all the way to this, uh, the Muskegon, a small branch of the Muskegon River. Okay. okay. Um, and so they said one night they came outside after hearing a ruckus of the dogs freaking out and there was this thing just standing and loading up its arms with apples. Okay. Yeah. uh, Right in the yard. And I'm like, you're crazy. You've been drinking too much. And so, so I went for several years making fun of them. And then, uh, my mother kind of confessed that she had an experience when she was 14 in, I believe it was October of, uh, sometime in the seventies. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to remember what the date was. Anyways, uh, she brought it to my attention. She's like, no, no, I saw one of these things. Ooh. I saw one of these things. And I'm like, Mom. You too? B- Come on. Big, really? Bigfoot's, <laughs> Bigfoot's not a real yeah, thing. Yeah, right? Do Bigfoot's a, a story made up by uh, tribes to you know keep children from running off in the woods and getting lost yeah, type of thing. You know? for me. Right? And <laughs> so and I'm like, 
mom, you were a little, you were a crazy teenager. I, I, I'm currently one now at the time. Uh, so, um, I mean, like I understand, yeah. but I didn't believe in any of it. And then, uh, when I turned, I, I just turned, I think it was either 14 or 15, but it was 2009. Mm-hmm. I was out hiking the backside of my property cause I was scouting, I was scouting on our property to see if we could, uh, if I could deer hunt. The backside because we've got a lot of acreage and it butts okay, up against yeah. our neighbors and my grandmother's place. We we were that family that everybody lived in the same place. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic Midwest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, anyways, I'm walking around the backside of our property following this uh, ATV trail, and uh, I, I come around a bend, I come back another bend, and I see this figure off in the distance and mm-hmm. i assume it's the property owner adjacent to the other road from us in okay. the, like a, a, a cut off block of country i guess yeah uh and that's the backside of the same power line route that runs all the way past the apple orchard okay yeah and so the it's story. along that same path yeah. yeah and so i'm coming in on it and i'm like oh there's my neighbor in the woods and it's like all this white poplar and aspen so it's like a white tree it's not quite as white as birch but it uh, it's the first stuff that comes up after they clear cut mm-hmm. um and so I'm looking at it, and I'm just keep on walking, and I get around the bend, and then I stop, and I'm like, "That's kind of he's kind of a tall guy, kind of a big guy," because <laughs> because the neighbor, our neighbor guy, is like uh, all of five foot. Okay, so definitely not. Yeah, he's like tall, yeah. f- five foot six and five foot wide type of guy, <laughs> and then you just see this thing not that yeah swimming through this stuff. And so I paused, and then I'm like, ah, it's got to be maybe his son or something, neighbor. Maybe someone's allowed to hunt this year on the land. So I went out and walked the ATV trail right up, and I got about 150 feet, and I noticed something really weird. There's like, just like, whoever this guy is, he's all in black, including like gloves and mm-hmm. a ski oh, yeah. mask. And then I'm like, this is kind of sketchy, but then I'm like, this is how people turkey hunt. They black out and then they go into a blackout blind. So you're able to fill in your brain, like your brain's able to fill in the dots. Like, to make it a human. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's an interesting point too because I remember hearing stories about how um, with uh, they would do a simulation in a college uh, where they would have someone come in and it would be chasing someone with a gun. They'd say, oh no, that person's with a gun. But it would be literally like something like a banana. And everyone would fill in the blanks. It's like, they say it's a gun. It must be a gun. And then because they're just filling in what they believe. And so at that point, you're doing the same exact thing there. Like, oh, it's just another thing because your brain is already telling you because of the stories you heard. You're like, oh, that's not real. That's fake. Those are just too much drinking stories. It was actually completely opposite of confirmation bias. The opposite other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, When I kept walking, I actually walked. I'm like, I paused at the 150-foot mark, and I'm like... This is kind of weird, but it's got to be. It's got to be somebody. So I keep walking. I get to 120 feet, and I see the arm go out in the brush because it was wading through this aspen. It's really tight. It's like grows this close together. It's okay. about that big around, 12 foot tall. Oh, wow. Um, the, 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 the stuff, the, the trees, the young trees that regrow. Mm-hmm. And it's wading through it. And finally, I see the arm go out to grab some of these trees and bend them out of the way so it can like walk through. Yeah. Because it's converging on the trail that I'm on. Okay, so it's kind of because I'm facing yeah. I'm facing east, slightly south, and it's facing from the north to no I'm uh yeah to toward the south. So you're almost about to crisscross. At yes, that point. we're like yeah, this, okay, yeah. and I'm 120 feet, and it's there going that way, and it's 4:30 in the afternoon, so the sun is clipping over me, so I can see whatever it is, great, but it can't see me. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you're just out of view of it, and you're just kind of there, just like. 
watching. Yeah. How close am I going to get to this thing? Well, the, for, <laughs> but it, that's the thing. The whole time, still think it's just a person. It's a dude. Yeah. But then it it goes. The arm goes out, and where I think you know, Joe's arm should stop and grab the limbs now and bend them out of the way. The arm went out, out, out. out. It <laughs> just, just it's going. just like. Is he holding a ping pong paddle? Like, <laughs> There's a little bit of extra room there each time. A little, yeah, more than a little. And, and at that point, even at that, you, you can tell that it's not like any like extra tools or anything because it's the all black, arm, all yeah, black, yeah, and it's arm. the arm and the the bulking of the the way the muscles are shaped. Also, that's the other thing is like apparently someone likes to hunt in spandex. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's that's a little weird. Yeah, that's. Uh, but if I finally do saw it do that, and that's when I really just this is really strange mm-hmm. and then it moved through continued waddling its way out to the path and then it stepped clean out of the shadows against that white backlit aspen which is glowing with sunlight on it yeah um it was july 24th gives you a perfect stage uh, yeah. at, at 4 30 in the afternoon that was in 2009 uh it, it stepped out in the full sun and then i could see all of it head to toe um i could see the uh top of the delt muscles i could see the uh tricep separation it had oil it was on its face it's it was dirty it had calluses on its kneecaps wow you could see wrinkles in its face that wrapped around the corner of the mouth you wow. could see colored spots on the face where there was like color speckling grayish and black skin did uh, it did it look more humanoid or more incre- it looked very very human-like um, okay if, if you've seen some of the folks uh from like papua new guinea and mongolia where they get those wide sharpened mouths with uh, really fine lips mm-hmm. and then the nose is their nose is really broad and thick looking mm-hmm. it looked like that but then you had imagine everything else from there up is like a neanderthal just sloped back forehead yeah. huge brow yeah. the cheekbones are incredibly highlighted just extremely framed tight it looks they could take more than a punch uh, for sure <laughs> in the rear of the jaw the ascending radii which is the extension from the hinge point on mm-hmm. your jaw that runs down. Yeah. Uh, and that was incredibly deep here. So you can imagine how much jaw pressure power they have because those muscles actually thread under your, your cheekbones and around back to the top of your head. So that's why oh, when you... Oh, wow. Okay. That's why when you chew... Yeah, you get that little you can bit see of the, that bulge. the temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On humans, that's the peak. That's where the muscle permanently attaches. There's no extension to that. Wow. On these animals, that wraps up about to here, and it's a huge lobe of muscle that wraps through. So... When you see this on the backlit, you see all of it, and you're able to process that this is now definitely not a human. What does that do? Does that just break your brain at that point? Because that's pretty much exactly what happened. Because because you got to not only is it there's people that go, well, how do you know it wasn't a guy in a suit? And I'm like, there's a, a certain uh, point when you know when, when you, you can see striations something. in the muscles on the forearms and you can see tendons seizing and holding weight because it was holding its arm like this mm-hmm. the right arm hey, you got to tell him why well I'll get to that in a second um, but and you could see the that that line you never see sprinters on the blocks where they got that large line that's cut into their in their muscles and their the muscles yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and their legs when this thing was standing there you could just see everything oblique muscles you could see abdominal muscles you could see the uh, groin groin muscles where they saddled over the hips. It was mm-hmm. clearly male, yeah. incredibly male. You could see the genitalia uh, to a degree. Mm-hmm. The, um, very clearly male. Um, so what was uh, why was he gripping his arm and kind of pulling uh, well, it that way? Well, he was holding the, the one arm like this and looking down and looking up across the field. It was it was doing one or two or both things. Mm-hmm. It was deciding 
what the best way to get across that field unseen was. Yeah. And it, cause it still had no idea that I was over here mm-hmm. or it was just evaluating that two track in front of me to see how recently people had been driving like ATVs on. Oh it. yeah. Or, or maybe it was trying to figure out where to put its feet. So it wouldn't leave tracks. I'm not sure. Yeah. To this day, I, I don't know. Crazy. But and it was, so it was standing there and it was holding a dead fawn on its arm. Like oh this. wow. So, so it's gripping the whole thing. Yeah. The, the, the head was hanging off like this and the legs were saddling the arm. And all the meat had been picked off the front half of it all the way up to the shoulders. Oh, it was just like a to-go order. Exactly. <laughs> Carrying a lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the wow. hide had been rolled up like a sleeping bag somehow and was folded up against the sh- top of the shoulder blades and right over the, the neck. Wow, it just kind of pulled it apart right there. Well, yeah, yeah, I, something. I, I, and there's no... that when we It dropped it eventually after it was turned and saw me and that's the other thing it looked big from the side but mm-hmm. the moment that it turned it turned like a bodybuilder bo- like right at the torso yeah it turned and just looked like this right at me no, that's, and, a, that's a pants shitting moment yeah no like, literally <laughs> there there was fear up to that point mm-hmm. but the moment that its eyes locked on my eyes i i thought i was going to just collapse yeah, I, I I really just at that point I literally remember words going through my head like you are going to die. Because at that point, I mean, if you've ever heard any stories, it's it doesn't. I mean, seriously, I get all of my Bigfoot stuff from like you know like horror movies or those sort of things like that. It doesn't end for the person locking eyes with the wild animal to which you're looking at right there. It's like, um, okay, now is it going to charge me? Because if it does, I'm I'm fucked. No, yeah. this thing was this thing was was how do I put it? So so you notice how like MMA fighters and UFC fighters are built? They're like this yeah. wired muscle, but it's like really angular. It just like bulbs off of their body mm-hmm. versus like a a bodybuilder. It's really round muscles and they bulge off. Yeah, versus angular muscle, which is all like fast twitch fiber versus slow twitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This thing you could tell was so strong that it could have grabbed uh, the bumper of your car and just grabbed it from both ends and just take it right bent off. it yeah, take bent take it, it off and yeah. bend it in half oh jesus like, the thing we could have literally pulled you into pieces and you're out in the woods you're by yourself and um yeah sorry like did it now like if it came at you you know good luck with yourself because you're done um now obviously you're here so able to tell this tale did he go did he run did he move or well, like, yeah, how well, did that like work out after it turned and addressed me, that's yeah. when like I'm like, oh, what, what this this like this can't be real. I'm gonna get slaughtered. I'm not gonna make it back. I remember yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make it to the house. I'm not gonna make it. And all every fiber of my entire body wanted to run, but I wasn't able to. Like my I'm standing. This this is the thing. Sometimes in fear response, you have fight or flight. Yeah. Like where you're like either instinctively you just bolt. Yeah. Like when you see the guy jump out in the screen mask in the parking garage and yeah, the, yeah, you see the girls and they're just like, gone. Ah! Yeah. And they're gone. <laughs> and then you see other times where the guy just goes, what the? And just like stops and like yeah. gets in fight mode. Me, I was kind of like in a sandwich, like right in the middle. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't make up my processing, processing, processing. You were in the headlights mode. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> you know the, the, the worst part was is realizing you're in that mode yeah. in that second. And, and you're and, there. And, and you're, you're just, you're locked up. Like literally, I remember my, I was squeezing my muscles so hard I could feel my body shaking 
like to the point where I'm like, you know, you can get freaked out and you get shaky like after a car accident. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. The, imagine the complete opposite. Imagine that moment where you brace for impact, but it just stays on and you can't turn it off. Oh yeah. And you can't move. Uh, you can't leave. Uh, you can't. You can't aggress toward it. You're just locked. You're like a statue. It, my, my, I remember my heart being so hard, my eyes would shake every time my heart would beat in, in, just in the back of my head. My ears were sw- swollen up, and my neck felt huge. Yeah, your body was preparing for, the, for an impact at that point, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just So like, what happened? It's not coming. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I locked up. So, so to answer your question, I didn't do much of anything to stand there and shake at the knees, pretty much. But it finally went... <laughs> Like it scrunched its face up, and this is how you can you know they they have so much facial dexterity that we don't. Mm-hmm. They like chimps can uh, move their uh, lips, move their lips and out. articulate yeah. Yeah. Uh, all their different portion, proportions of their face in different ways than we can. Um, this thing did that. It it scrunched that super wide mouth up into a tiny little bead, yeah, and just with fine shar- sharpened everything, all the creases and folds in the face collapsed. And the brow furled heavily. You could see wrinkles in the forehead. You could see the muscles knot up. And you could see even the neck swell a little bit in the back of the muscles in the neck. So it wasn't a mask. It, no, it wasn't <laughs> a freaking mask. Feels like a heavily disappointed look he gave you, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> like he got you nailed busted. It. Like he got busted. You ever see that angry old man see the young millennial do something stupid in the store? And he's like, oh, I do not approve. Stupid kid. And it's like, yeah, so basically it's like he sees you and it's like, it almost seems like even he's doing that, he's kind of pissed off at himself yes, for getting yes. caught. You nailed it. Yeah, you and it's just it. like he's like, ah, shit. And it's like, well... And then so did he just, like, move on well, from that Well, point? after yeah. he shrugged over and looked down, like, this is the thing. He looked at me, and then he, like, yanked away. Like, I got to disassociate from you, and I got to think. What's my next move? Okay, and yeah. Then, and then it immediately dropped its arm, dropping the fawn on the ground, and then did a U-turn. Instead of going back the way that it just bashed through the brush. Yeah. Which I couldn't have still wouldn't have been able to follow, <laughs> let, alone, let alone I wouldn't have. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> um... It chose to do a slow U-turn where it took three to four big strides in a big U arcing about ten and a half feet. And then it hit this willow brush, and then when it went into the willow brush, it lifted its arms over the willow brush and then smacked to the top of the willow brush and reached down and grabbed and pulled out chunks and threw it in the air and threw it behind it and brashed through it like a bulldozer. It was putting on a show. Yeah, You yeah, follow yeah. me, I'm going to tear the shit out of you. And like, you're like, okay, yeah, no problem, yo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a demonstration of like, yeah. and very calm too. There was no like, I'm I'm throwing a temper tantrum. It's like um, this it's, could be you. This, this is could... what I am capable of. Yes. Right. Do not follow. Yes. and you see a lot of that, especially when we were talking about like uh, uh, with uh, uh, gorillas and stuff in enclosures. You, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of that a lot of times, or on YouTube videos. I'll watch those. I where love YouTube. <laughs> where they're doing those, or they're doing the fronting and stuff like that. So we've witnessed that sort of thing. So you know exactly what it's talking about. I know you weren't going to follow it anyway, but it was making sure you didn't, and that is a definite uh, uh, animal response. Yes. That sort of thing. Wow. That is... I love that. I got a question. Yeah. About, about, so you had your... You saw you saw that one. What do you think about, like, the the the, the Peterson or Patterson? Patterson. Do, do you think that that's real, or do you think that's 
Uh, I I think there's a possibility that's real. What is the What is the Patterson? What? Are you guys what? About? What? Yeah. what are you talking about? What are you talking about, dude? That's like the 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 yeah. number one. That's the film you see the, the, the old from the you 50s see on every yeah. single T-shirt doing the. Oh yeah, the one a, that is yeah. literally the Sasquatch Festival like little yeah. logo and all of that stuff. So that's the one. So yeah. So what are your What are your thoughts on that one then? I. I to be honest with you, it's completely irrelevant to someone who, like me who saw one at 120 feet. So mm-hmm. I don't care. I've never really invested much time into it. But, but does but does that does that film kind does of it represent what a yeah, female yeah. would look like? Well, does it re- represent kind of what you saw? Is yeah, it? I mean, to a degree, it okay. looks like a 40 year old female version that maybe is eating more berries than they should. You have to understand. <laughs> we think they're a lot like human in terms of various. Uh, Sizes, shapes, um, right. hair color, and humans so, vary greatly. And so Absolutely. it stands to right. reason that this could be a legitimate one, not a, a, a person in a costume okay. as stated before. Then what about those. what about the um, the guy from Canada, the Sylvania guy? Oh, Sylvanic? You're talking there. about Todd Standing. Yeah, what about that dude? Ooh. That dude is full of it. Okay, great, great. <gasps> yeah. I was just wondering. And just and the only reason I say that is because um, he has, like if you watch his videos, there's, there's, um, there's a obvious progression. From the first one, which looks like grainy, kind of grainy. Well, it almost HD. looks like a puppet with like a buttons yeah. for eyes. We right? call it the yes. Muppet. Yeah, that's, it, that's exactly it. what it looks like. But then, but then the last one he shows, like his devil, you can see his black devil one, looks like a monkey, like a a, right. a, a legitimate monkey looking out um, between two logs, and it, it's freaky as hell if you look at it on the yeah. video. Yeah, right? I mean, there, and it looks, and I'll give him this: the face of that thing. Looks which one? Uh, the, uh, the the one that you're the talking last about. Last one, the, the, the devil one he calls, or oh, whatever. Not the one that or the, the first one, the the second one. So there's the the original one. He got one where it's like ducking behind a rock. Yeah, yeah. He got one where it's like leaping up a canyon, climbing up the canyon. He got another one where it's just the face through these spruce trees. Uh, so in I'm just snow. talking. Let's just talk about the faces because his faces are. Yeah, he's got three. Right. There's he's there's got a few the those. the brown guy who. Looks like a Muppet. Black eyes and blinks in slow motion. Oh no, I'm talking about the, what's the the very first one looks straight out of Star Wars. Like yes, um, it, it's yeah. terrible, right? And that's a light brownish yep. cinnamon color. Yeah. And then he goes to the darker ones that blink their eyes. Yeah, the the dark one looks more framed like the Patterson Gimlin film. Mm-hmm. He, the the animal is framed to look like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you think he's full of it? Well, this is the thing. Back when the first footage came out. I sent him a link to the new software that MIT came out with called Bloodflow. And what it is, it's pixel dilation. It's where they go in and they isolate any red or pink or even close to those colors from uh, capillaries that are close to the surface of the skin. Okay. And then they crank up, like imagine the contrast filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dial it up and dilate every pixel width by two pixels all the way around any color detected. So that way, they, every time the heart beats, the whole face flushes it'll, red. Yeah, it'll flush or whatever. I said, you could apply that filter. Here you go. Here's the software. Apply it to your faces. Would it come back with zero, nothing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that. Apply that, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll put it on there. I'll prove that it's a living thing because it'll have a heartbeat and blood pressure. You'll see the jugular vein. You'll see all this cool stuff. And I was the one that pitched all that. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. And three months later. Nothing. Nothing. Six months later, nothing. Todd's about a year later. Todd. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Three years and later, and better footage, better faces, full HD, sunlight, close up. Nothing. Oh, so dude, his, his legitimately his his um 
FX budget is getting better and better. <laughs> like every year. Well, and right? that's the thing you're just talking about. He's into promoting himself. And you see a lot right. of that with anything that might be considered a little bit on the fringe. You'll find the people who, mm-hmm. who, who, and essentially at this point, it really feels like, and I, I don't know this guy from anybody, but I've seen it in different other ones where they're there purely to exploit the people who are interested in this. And, money. It, and it is a part of its money. And then some of it's just because they want, they know that they'll have a captive audience and they kind of know how mm. to get these people into those sort of uh, like it's, it's a snake oil salesman a lot of the times with that sort of yep. thing. And it's unfortunate at that point now, right? But, because, well, I think, sorry, not to interrupt, yeah, 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 but no, they, no, I think yeah, yeah. they ruin all video for everybody. So yep. if you came back and you guys were just out camping this weekend, if you, if you showed, showed up here with, with this fantastic video and you're like, look what well, we, we just filmed this and it's some giant primate walking away from you into the forest. Right. And we, when we, showed it right now on youtube live everybody like that's bullshit (laughs) no 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 no, you're incorrect you don't think so no absolutely for the very reason i just one for the very reason i just told you is you could apply this other software oh well yeah i guess you did demonstrate that that, hey you know this is a living thing so have you done that with any other videos then oh i haven't personally applied the filter i don't really have much vested interest in trying to prove other people's pursuits oh that's not my goal if we got our own video we'd definitely do that well secondly that only applies to uh, modern uh, light-based cameras, okay, which would be like the sun is shining, the sun is on my face, I can hold my finger up and there is a shadow. Oh yeah, thermal cameras, it doesn't work like that. Okay, thermal cameras are radio uh, metric heat off the body produced, mm-hmm. and you don't need light, nothing. You can be pitch black. You could be on the moon. You could be in a black hole. Yeah, it's like a predator. Well, version. and I was actually going to ask about thermal cameras. So, so, like, so yes. why why have they not? Because you have why drones. have they not been captured on thermal yeah, because cameras? Because you have drones. They and have. Thermal. Oh, how come we haven't seen? He's them? gotten a video one in New Mexico at a distance. Really? Uh, one was captured on camera in Grays Harbor. It's a very. It's called the brown footage, and it's very prevalent on. YouTube. Every time oh. I look up brown footage, I get things you don't want to see online. Okay, right? brown Bigfoot footage. Brown Bigfoot footage. Okay? There's no right? Bigfoot now one either. And then... Um, well, the also... owners of the brown footage, the one Nathan was talking about, they yeah. took it down. It's not available right now. It's, they got on, Phil's. it's on Phil's full polling. Oh, okay. Phil's breakdown. So, oh, right. so Phil's, Phil's got the... the what, Special the, usage. The brown right. footage, yeah. <laughs> There's a fellow named Phil <laughs> Poling who does breakdowns, and uh, ah, he was given uh, access to... Okay, okay. He'll okay. reveal how things are hoaxes or whatever, but uh, when it comes to that thermal video, he said this is probably the real deal. The animal is approximately four, close to four feet at the shoulders. It's like three foot, nine to ten inches hmm. at the shoulders. Okay. Like, like this. Wow. And this is the thing about a thermal Across, image. Across, yeah. It's body heat. It's literally the heat of a body. Yeah. You can't wear a suit and wear shoulder pads and produce surface skin temperature. Yeah, yeah. You, so I need to see this video. You see I need foreign. to see this yeah, video. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going to find that. If we can find it, we'll post that. Uh, we'll share it on our Facebook page. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure there's a link on the, uh, on yeah. the podcast I love notes. it. Yeah. One of our great sponsors is the Union Club in Tacoma. This is the co-working space down here that has all levels of membership from the cafe membership all the way up to a private office, events and happenings. And if you wanted to host an event at the Union Club, they have a great hall that is semi-private, 2,400 square feet, wet bar and small deck and fits 200 people standing. Pricing for members are always cheaper and to become a member, all you have to do is go to W www.unionclubtacoma.com 
So do, do you guys know anybody that uh, there is a Bigfoot whisperer that you say, every time we go out with this guy, he gets something? Well, he used to be one, but he's running dry lately. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Michigan, um, I had... I was very lucky, lucky that the animal that I actually saw stayed near our property for about three years. Really? So we would literally have an interaction basis where I could go out in the yard and go, hey, Dad, watch this. Whoop. And then the thing would whoop back from the woods. Oh. We could throw rocks out and it'd throw rocks back. Tree stands were pulled down out of the trees. We had big boulders rolled into the path that... People can't move, but oh, geez. half the boulder was in the ground, and the other half was in the ground, and you can see where it was rolled from 100 yards away, and half the boulders covered in dirt where it was in the <laughs> ground, stuff like that. So when you have interactions like that, I mean, does it normalize it at any point? It did, yeah, okay, like, to okay. the point where like I went from the first year of being in that situation, being terrified, pull the bunk bed to the other side of the room, have my British 303 loaded against the corner of the door yeah. every single night. That Can't go out and me. open the fridge in the kitchen next to the sliding door because I'm freaked out yeah. that it yeah. would break in. Literally, I went through like uh, like a PTSD type yeah. reaction. Like I couldn't go out night to feed the animals. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do stuff normally. I could not do things normally. I forced myself to go out deer hunting and it was only because my cousin went out, walked with me past the stand and when the moment he left I was like, oh crap, I'm alone. <laughs> I got a gun yeah. at least. Yeah, at least you had that but I yeah. mean still, I, I mean, but it changed your you life see. for the better. You yeah. were a, a yeah. fat teenager playing video games all the time yep, to become a, a physical specimen who was interested in science. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. So I, did you guys ever run into that? I know there, there's a lot of uh, stories of um, Bigfoot being aggressive or mean, hurting people. Do you guys ever, do you ever have... Um, aggressive, yes. Yeah. Hurting people I would, is less common. So this depends on how far back in history you want to go. Uh, many native tribes talk about them as if they're gentle giants. They're totally fine. They don't actually do anything. They just want their space and you leave them alone and that's... Yeah. How it goes. Other people say, oh, yeah, they're cannibals. They'll eat your children given half the chance. Like the Zunaqua of British Columbia is the female Sasquatch, is uh, Zunaqua. And then the um, uh, starts with a beat. Buckwas is the male. And they're said that the Zunaqua and the Buckwas will whistle at night to lure your children into the woods and then scoop them up and eat them and take oh, them geez. back. Uh, other stories talk about the stone giants and them being extremely hostile and killing you with stones and stuff like that. Other people say they're just, they don't want you to interfere with them. They'll try to run you off, but they won't actually hurt you. Mm -hmm. It'll just end up being a standoff, and we all know who loses on the end of that. Yeah, and it just seems almost a, at, at that point it would be just a regional or just uh, the the historical significance. Any, like you even said with all of these, if they're... Uh, any different, like the humans are any different in any certain area. These are going to be different in any other area as well. Yes. It seems to me on that point. Also, to, dry, to just really give a point, that this is a typically unknown thing about Bigfoot. Everyone thinks that the term Bigfoot and that all things Bigfoot popped up in the 1950s. And mm -hmm. that, oh, then it became a thing. That's actually not true. Ever, the, you ever heard of the, the boogeyman? The boogeyman? Mm-hmm. That's actually... A Sasquatch story. Really? That how it came to be, yes. It has since evolved yeah. into the red-eyed monster, it's green lizard-like under the bed, but the truth was this is you stay in bed, or the boogeyman will be out your window, or the hairy man is another term for it. Or oh, okay, okay. It'll come out, and it'll reach in, and it'll get you if you don't go to bed, because it'll see you in the house. 
Um, and the boogeyman was described, well, it was an eight-foot-tall, hairy creature that lived in the swamp and howled at night and had red, reflective eyes. That was the boogeyman. Which kind of sounds familiar. <laughs> and then it all left big footprints outside the window. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so for a long time before the boogeyman story ever became a thing, in the South, the old-timers in the 18, late 1800s called them boogers. <laughs> Booger. You Google it. Booger. What is a booger? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, no, 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 maybe not booger, that yeah. part. Dude, you're or, getting us into some okay. deep places. Dark, what, what was it, the brown man or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to talk Come about on, that. Man. I want to talk the about Native the American man. tribes, they have a, uh, all Native American tribes have a mm-hmm. story of this kind of a creature yes. also. Yeah. There's, only 30, there's over 37 different tribal names for the Englishized word Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Some of that, it would be Skookum, uh, Wendigo, um, Zunaqua, as I mentioned, the yeah. Bakwas, Kushtika. Uh, there's one that I don't think the word was ever translated for Otter Man. I'm trying to remember what that. Oh, fucking oh, otters. That, we don't talk dude. about. We don't, we don't talk about otters. On we the don't podcast. bring up otters. Yeah, dude. yeah. Otters, <laughs> otters are a real sore subject. So, yeah. Hey, so, <laughs> we'll have to get that story later. Oh, oh yeah, you can, one, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can thank Jeff oh. for that one. You can go back and listen to the zoologist oh. one with Susan Ackerman on that one and yeah. otter chat. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you wanted to bring up uh, the brown man. Yeah, so I, I heard stories where people see um, a sighting of a Bigfoot, and they're approached by people who are dressed like rangers, but they're not rangers. They're kind. They're kind of more aggressive, oh. kind of like the men in black, saying, "Hey, you saw nothing. Let's let's keep on moving." Have you guys ever heard anything like that? I mean, we've heard of things where people say, "Don't talk about it because it'll ruin your reputation." Not. Don't talk about it or else. Yeah, not, not that kind of thing. Okay, not a sort of thing. Well, like, there's a secret so, like Sasquatch society. To no, try no, to no, keep no. It, the, the information like uh, men in black, but they're brown because yeah. they're oh, like rangers. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that the, what it is, the, Jeff? The yeah. men in tan. Yeah. <laughs> men in tan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tan men. I don't know. USF, look out. <laughs> not really, but there was a weird story. The thermal footage we were talking about earlier, the mm-hmm. brown footage from the Chehalis area. You guys need a different uh, name for once that. that got, <laughs> once that got out onto the internet, it wasn't but a week later that their neighbors told them that overnight, in the middle of the night, a helicopter landed in the field close to them. Oh, yeah, that had yeah, never happened yeah. before. But that's really fringy stuff. Right. They had two Sasquatches, one cup, right after that. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, does, it doesn't seem uh, to have done a whole lot because the Sasquatches actually still are in that area. Yes. Yeah, they're, right? I mean, they return every March and every October. So do they have... They move through at certain times. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You guys were talking about that. So kind of... Yeah, are they nomadic? Yeah, can you did, talk about that Is that even the right bit? term at that point? I, I suppose it is. Um, okay. It, so this is a thing after... <coughs> migratory. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's, it. that's the word. Not necessarily nomadic. Migratory. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's based on resources, Completely. Right. So like both terms, I think, kind of. No, I like mine better. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yours we'll, sounds cooler. Yeah. Nomadic <laughs> sounds just... Now, nomadic sounds a little more like... Peopleish. Uh, yeah, peopleish. A, a, peopleish, but also like uh, almost like... Uh, you could call them nomadic if they're people, but then they're migratory if they're animals. Oh, okay. So I, I guess that's why they itself. kind of both work. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. All yeah. right, yeah. So that works out that. So going back to it, so you've witnessed that sort of thing. Yes. If you actually distill the data and you isolate all the crazy people, all the mistaken people, you're left with <laughs> Come approximately... Come on. You're going to isolate all the crazies? <laughs> yep. Now? Well, <laughs> for for data kidding. purposes, I'm okay? I'm just oh, sorry. I'll stop. It's like Facebook. <laughs> it's like Facebook does the same thing. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're trying. Yeah. So basically, you can take that... If you distill it down to the that 25 to 30% of the reports that are probably... 
there's something to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take it and you plot it on a map, and you just look at like all of a county. Okay, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. you notice that, huh? All the July sightings happen at three thousand feet and above, and all of the the wintertime sightings happen down at about a thousand. Oh, you feet. do so it by elevation rather than exactly. Than, oh, nice. By what? You do it by elevation rather than like um, geo, right. geographical region. Region. Well, right. no, it's you do all of the factors. Oh, okay. So, you, so they so, move down. Yeah. So okay. if you're, they move. Compl- so I'll give you an example for like King County, for instance, or Pierce County. What, what technically are you here? We're Pierce County. Yeah, yeah. Pierce yeah. County. Yeah. Okay, so Pierce County, you guys deal with the Ording White River drainages and. Mm-hmm. Like the town of Wilkinson, Enumclaw, those districts, and down from uh, yeah. four ten. We don't like to talk about Enumclaw. Some things go down there that nobody likes to bring up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that's, every all the other. I things. like Enumclaw. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, that's a nice area. Oh, okay, well, we've got a nice restaurant. Apparently, you guys don't there. surf the internet enough. Yeah, watch out for the horse brothels. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot more things to worry about than Bigfoot and Enumclaw. <laughs> So anyway, so you follow those, the, all the research. So you basically, you look at all the research, you take all the data, and you can really extrapolate all the information you need straight from that data. Yes. That makes sense. I mean... So then you can figure out exactly the scientific when... approach on Yes, this. where to be, when, and why, and what specific things are happening that are creating these effects. Like, for instance, if you have a warm winter, the animals may not, in fact... Uh, mirror the pattern they did last year if it was a cold winter. Mm-hmm. They may move down, but it just won't be quite as low. Like, okay. And the data kind of shows that. You can look at warm years and go, oh, well, they actually hung out about 200 feet higher, according to this re- these reports here. And then leading to those, you can kind of, uh, I, I, I would imagine you can tailor your expeditions uh, and other such with that to be able to do uh, to go to those things. Yes. Right. And this makes sense because uh, looking right on the website, and we haven't brought it up in a little while, but it's just bfro.net. Uh, one of the things is like, how do we join? And it says that it's invitation only. Um, but in order to get that invite, you need to be acclimated with some of, with, with a, a, a good amount of the members. Right. Uh, the most common way is you attend an expedition. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so, you get to meet other researchers, and they kind of evaluate you whether you have the skills that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, if you take it seriously. We're trying to take you yeah, out yeah, the crazy yeah. people. Yeah. And uh, if you're serious about it, basically. You're just, yeah. if, if you're serious about it and you really want to learn, you want to really get involved, then um, you take it to the next step after the expedition. Then you can become an investigator. And a current investigator will kind of sponsor you. Okay, yeah, and yeah. And show you the ropes and introduce you to um, what we call FLATS. This is our internal website where we all the all reports right. come in okay. and then they all get filtered out and but, because of all the reports that the BFRO gets only probably less than 10% of them actually ever get published for the public to mm-hmm. see in the public database. Yes. Nice. So that's a couple of things I want to just throw out. Yeah. So number 1 is um any everybody should go if you have any interest in this you should go to the website and read the reports because the reports you guys put on your website are fantastic, right? And number 2 is you don't have to be investigator to help. Like you can go to their website and you can buy a t-shirt or sweatshirts. You guys have it for sale. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that will definitely help support them. So do that. Let's find fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> Tell him Scott sent you. There's, there's the new show right there. <laughs> find Not fucking like Bigfoot. Not finding Bigfoot. <laughs> it's, the, it's like more serious. Yeah. Yeah. We think that We're all the time. About this. Dude, I imagine it's got to be. So like for me, I, like I was telling you earlier before we started, I, I am I am deep into all the things weird, right? And so I like I like all the things. And Bigfoot is the one thing that like I kind of hold dear to me. Yeah, like yeah, I want yeah, it to yeah. be true so much, but I've never had an experience, right? Do you go 
in the woods. I well, I, I grew up in the point. woods, but I grew he up in Nevada, to. right? And well, so that, that's not the woods; it's well, the plains. That is, it, it's, it's the <laughs> desert, right? Um, and and like you were saying about um, 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 that's BLM. It is BLM. <laughs> like you were saying about um, mountain lions earlier, right? Like yes. I spent my whole youth in in the in the desert out all the time, and I never saw a mountain lion. But they I only there. saw they are there, and I've only seen one um, bobcat ever out of like that's crazy right right you, mm-hmm. you just never run into those things so I, I get it right and i would love to see one but i've always thought to myself what if i saw one right like what if i saw a big foot or even an alien like yeah, yeah whatever yeah. right like um how like what would it take to tell people like you know what i mean that's that's oh, a big yeah, step to yeah. be like hey i saw this thing i want to own it i want to go out and do this thing it's got to be real right like that's a huge thing so it's a big deal to own right? the, 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 so the, the the problem is also people are like well there's enough people looking for it why haven't anyone found it the truth is because almost everyone half asses it they don't yeah. really go out and look. They go, oh, yeah, I go camping three times well, and that's a year, exactly nine what days I'm talking, in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, not looking. Yeah. You got to spend – I spend 160 days a year in the woods at yeah. least. And I'd be in there more if we were, like, sponsored to do it. Yeah, but yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. Every, right now, every dollar – I've spent probably 40000 just in the past few years trying to be out there. Yeah. And that's not counting, like, it. money lost from time taken off. Yeah. What brought you from like from Michigan to this area? Then, Bigfoot. At this point? So it, it was Bigfoot. The population Dude, is this is the only okay. place. Like, no, I this love is this. The no, place, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The I, I had research areas in Michigan, three different locations where I identified that the, there were a population living based on track finds I had uh, come across, uh, scat and strange uh, nests we found on the ground a couple mm-hmm. different times, um, and, and then reports, obviously, and then vocalizations. We do a, we did a long term audio project out there where. I, I designed and built these systems that just sit out on a timer and they're rigged up to a big 12 volt battery and an ammo can and rigged with microphones. <laughs> and nice, it's nice, like nice. a timer system comes on, records 10 hours every night for a month straight. It's and then how we podcast. Data, yeah, collect. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and does it work? It yeah, does. there it you does go. Work. Yeah, right. And then we take all that data, all the audio recorded, and some people are like, I'm just going to listen on my headphones. Yeah. Okay, we're three minutes in. No, it, you can't do that. Yeah. When you've got thousands of hours, like I, I've probably got. 700 hours I haven't reviewed yet. Damn. And, and I got to go, you got to go look at it. You got to put it in a spectral view, yeah. a spectrogram. Yeah. And look at the Hertz ranges and go, oh, there's your owl, there's your person, there's Kirk laughing at something obscene, there's something over here. <laughs> well, and, and that's the, and, and then you can go, wait, what is this signature? This does it. And this is the other thing. These sounds, some of the sounds we've recorded, they've been submitted to wildlife experts and they go, huh, this sounds like an orangutan. It's like, why would there be an orangutan out here? Yeah, there's not. <laughs> That's or like, or uh, well, what things. made that sound? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we've, we've had we've had we've had people where we've submitted sounds to them to examine, and they went, "I don't know what this is. Did you, this could be a person?" But and I'm like, "Well, I can tell you, it wasn't a person. We were the only road in, and we were on the road. Yeah, and we drove to the end and back in the daytime, and at nighttime we sat there. Damn. What? What, what what sounds like a 800-pound man yelling in the woods far away for 22 seconds? An 800-pound man yelling in the woods. Well, a man, <laughs> ape thing, hybrid. Not even a hybrid at this point. You can't call him a hybrid. Because so what are you, a, a believer now, Justin? I am. Come on now. Come on. I, I believe there's something out there, and I'm really interested in out there, and I know that there's an unknown out there. 
So it's one of those sort of things. Again, you go into the the confirmation of like the the the, the visual, like oh, I have seen it, I've experienced it, and so I'm not there yet, but I want to. Like, so I, guys, I want to do some of this. Do shit. you guys do All a right. do you guys do a trip for um, drunk tourists? Because we would go, we would totally we go. Have, we've talked right. about you this. You should. Why not? Let's do we've it. We've talked about this. Casual Sasquatch. Yeah, let's do it. Would you? Are you? Are you guys get? Would you spend time in the woods? Yeah, I've done it before. Not with Scott. I love bonfires. Yeah, I don't know about Scott. I love tents. Yeah, I love he men. Loves bonfires <laughs> and tents and men. So this is how this is going to work. How about, out. how about walking on a road till two a.m. in the pure darkness Whoa. next to an old growth forest, See, screaming I, into the night, hoping that a giant ape man comes down? Yeah, how you, about that? Yeah, you you hang out with Andrew from Ghost Tours, <laughs> <laughs> yelling at the stuff, man. I tapped out an ape man. That's where I give up. I'm like, nah. The last time I went camping, there was we had an outhouse. So it was it was a we distance. Had an outhouse. Yeah, I so love that you threw that in the first because it was a distance away. But going to the outhouse at two a.m. was probably the most terrifying thing in my entire goddamn life. You're just yes. like Do I, have, I have a you, flashlight that goes about three <laughs> feet in front of me, and I know beyond that I'm fucked. Like I just know and, that there could be anything out there. And while you're going, you're like waving it everywhere. Like right, I know. And I'm sitting in this little enclosure, and I'm like, well, it could just walk in and kill me. Well, that's a anything thing. Anything can do this. When you're in the woods, you don't you don't really it but like once you're out in the woods you realize it like oh shit like i have no natural weapons <laughs> like i have more no, skills right like no, I, there's none. nothing sharp on my entire body that's gonna kill anything so, to be perfectly honest yes i would go with you guys because you have the skills you've been out there enough okay. so you know what you guys are talking about this is the reasons why i would go uh, on right. in like an expedition or something how long do these normally like like what you're proposing how long do they normally last how many days do you usually go out there for these well, sort we, of we go things? three weeks we only bring <laughs> no, one then, that's pound of <laughs> and we unfortunately live in the real world still. Oh. Yeah. So we no, still it's... have to have jobs and obligations. Uh... So until somebody comes along and goes, hey, I'll just pay you to full time go out and research and bring back data and show it to me and we'll make a sh- YouTube show out of it or yeah, something. Yeah, we figure out like travel or history channel or something with those right. ones. <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so, so get this. We know the cast of Finding Bigfoot. We know all the people that are okay. uh-huh. with that. Very uh-huh. well. Is it really like a small community where you might know everybody? Yes. Um, yes. We, <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell you, we legitimately know anyone who has ever said the word Bigfoot pretty much on the internet. <laughs> okay. Yes, we do. To, to, to put it frankly, the Patterson-Gimlin film. We've camped with Bob Gimlin and brought him out into the woods with us. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that is Many super times. cool. Yeah. Many times. Just, awesome. just to be all up front, I really enjoy the Patterson-Gimlin film. I think it's one of my favorite pieces. Of yeah, footage. I think it's legit. So there's something interesting about that footage that he, uh, that I will argue towards. is like the proportion or the membral index, the length of the limb ratios of the animal are beyond human capability. It's not like, yeah. oh, but then this is the part yeah. where one of you guys like, arm extensions, ha, take that. Well, there's three major problems. Grabby hands. Yeah, yeah, like the, the little the little dollar the store, trash, I, I the trash collectors. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't like you said. Arm extensions was so far out of my fucking wheelhouse. Like he's I was more like, willing to accept it. Yeah, than I'm than like, yeah. There's like, a giant ape in the world. Way more than I'd accept someone stuck arm extensions. But the listener, their fucking <laughs> listen. Our listeners are stupid. Hey, I'm keeping that in. I'm not even editing they're, it. They're, they're emails, just emails. Right. Yeah. The subject header: Scott sucks. Info at gritcitypodcast.com. Email me. My email's Jeff. So, but like, so going back to it, how long do you guys really uh, spend out there for this? Because was is it a weekend at a time sort of thing? Well, the official BFRO expeditions are Thursday to Sunday. Okay, perfect, perfect. But but for us, we're going to be out there Monday early, and we tell people who sign up 
show um, up early. You can show up early if you want. Oh, super awesome. And how, uh, how often do you do the BFRO expeditions? Are they quarterly or are they monthly? This, or? this year, uh, Nathan and I are organizing two in the state of yes. Washington. Oh, okay, perfect. perfect. In, in western Washington. Well, we're, we have the Olympic Peninsula Expedition, and then we have an expedition in the Cascades. Olympics, Olympic Peninsula Expedition is in June. The Cascades Expedition is in July. Okay. So good summer months to get that happening yeah. and have nice. And we're doing like one of the expeditions, I can tell you this much, we're doing less than what, two hours and thirty minutes away? Four, two hours and forty minutes away. That's kinda nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Cascades. Oh, yeah. I had those months wrong. Ca- um, Olympic Peninsula is in July. Cascades is in August. I have another oh. expedition in June in New Mexico. That's why. So yeah, he's oh. doing this out of state thing. So, so I'm doing three this year. Wow. Okay. So what's the difference between uh, obviously uh, climate wise between New Mexico and uh, uh, Washington? And well, the area we go in northern New Mexico in the Jemez Mountains is surprisingly similar to the eastern slope of the Cascades. Really? Very similar. Wow. Yes. Okay. It's something I would just, I mean, it's in the southwest. I just am like, it's not going to be like that at all. I spent a little right. bit of time in Arizona and it was a pit. But I mean, I remember going, <laughs> you go you go up a couple hours north and suddenly it's 60 degrees and you're like, yep. what the shit's happening? Yeah, and, we're high in elevation. Okay. Okay. So it does have that sort of similar vibe on that. Yeah. The reports reflect that as well. So oh, okay. The temperature's more tolerable up there, and there's more food, so they go up. And you guys have all the information on the, the website to, uh, uh, for the expeditions. Yeah, to go to bfro.net on the uh, main page that comes up. There's a, a link for expeditions. Click on that, and that'll take you to the whole list of all the expeditions throughout North America this year. And, the, and this You can is... also find us on Facebook. Oh, yeah. With Daniel have... Bronis and Kirk Brandenburg. If you type in those names with Bigfoot and Google, we pop up. The first <laughs> and so I, I imagine you guys are going to keep on doing this and having, I mean, it sounds like you guys are having a blast doing it. But at it's the same point, you're fun. taking it very seriously, which I love. Um, but at the same point, I've seen stuff. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys go to like like the Sasquatch Summit at the Quinault? Do you go to these conventions that, um, again, going back to the sort of the, the money grabbing sort of things, it kind of seems like that to me. And I don't want to mm-hmm. disparage them in any way, but... It seems that it's not necessarily the more scientific approach that you guys are going along with these. Well, some of the folks who go to those mm-hmm. ex- those conferences are legitimate, but many okay, of okay. them aren't. They're like Todd Standing, just trying to sell their own story, their own group. And uh, my myself, I don't go to those conferences. I don't find much value in them for myself. For, but for I'm like, not going to put down anybody yeah. who does. And for like a casual layman on those points. Um, Getting it's kind of like again that gateway, the entryway into those things. If you're interested in this stuff, uh, maybe you do want to take that extra step and go out there and maybe see if you can have. An oh experience yeah, that, that's on your a own. great gateway. Like yeah. you said, yes. If nothing to else, just get to learn with it. like what's really going on and like yeah. what people do, and even even for the sake of proving yourself that if you believe that the whole thing's a load of crap, then go out and prove it to yourself and then be able to speak to it yeah it firmly and exactly and it's like if you believe it's that much and i mean even if it's like going out and you say you're going quote-unquote camping or you're you know i'm going out you know squatching or whatever you want to call it and then i'm quote-unquote camping and then you're not really doing much more than that you can get an idea of where you where you can go if you want to take this a little bit more seriously yeah on our expeditions we don't just take you to the mm-hmm. woods camping we have classes that teach you how to read sign for tracking animals how to uh cast tracks 
how to collect DNA evidence, how to um, use the technology we use, the audio recorders, the thermal cameras, the night vision cameras. Oh, nice. And, Lifting uh, fingerprints. Right. Wow. So we, tra- we, we present many classes, and, and so we were teaching about the whole subject and how we approach it scientifically. I think that's a really important. So, sorry, but I, I think that, uh, like... Um, <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, a little bit closer. I think that's important. So um, <laughs> I, I love what NASA does with um, like citizen scientists. Yes. So the, well, they'll they'll put out their like raw data and they let I don't know if you know this is available. no no I didn't know this. So they'll put out raw data and they let um, like citizens whoever um, if you're into it you can go in and color their their photos or or um, go through their data and make it. So most of the 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 photos you see online that are false colored or whatever mm-hmm. those are done by just people at home that do it themselves. Yeah. So I love that you guys teach people how to collect the evidence themselves in a kind of a scientific way. Like, they're, they're citizen, citizen scientists, right? right. Like that's yeah, and that's an increasing it, movement these days. For instance, many be. of the modern uh, ornithology studies uh, on birds and yeah, yeah. Are, are where literally they've reached out and they said, hey, do you like looking for birds? Do you like recording <laughs> wildlife? Here, buy this unit, put it out, send us your data, and we'll mine it out and look at it. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that collective thing. You're going to get... Like you said, with a citizen scientist, it's throwing out this gigantic net, and you don't necessarily know what you're going to catch, but you're getting people that uh, have a different aspect on it, a different look on it, a different viewpoint. They're like, oh, maybe this is a thing. And you're like, well, why is that? And you get their explanation. You're like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm -hmm. And so you get that sort of – it's not being in just a specific hive mind or being in your bubble and only seeing your information, you're getting, oh, again, like I said, a wider net and getting all of that out there. I think that's cool. Yeah, man. Set up those trail cams. We want to see those fucking Bigfoot pictures. <laughs> yeah, we, we do put out trail cams a little bit. Um, you, should, you should, right? Yeah, it, it, the, the problem is that they're, they're, a, they're a low return investment. Yeah. They cost between three and $400 for good no-glow IR trail mm-hmm. cameras. Um, and... Many times they just get stolen. Yeah. Even if they don't, yeah. them. They don't yeah. see that far either. Yeah, they only see like 40 feet, and then that's it. And so then you you spend like three grand in trail cameras, and half of them get stolen over the course of two years. <laughs> oh, man. And then yeah. also half yeah. of them don't work. Like you'll watch an animal walk right in front of it, and you're like, oh, I've got a picture of that thing. And then nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and other <laughs> times yeah. the fr- a freaking bird lands on a leaf. And then takes off in like half a second, and then it goes off. <laughs> it's really annoying. Well, well, we think that they, the Sasquatches also have a, a way to detect the technology that gets placed out into the woods. He does, don't know yeah. if they can smell it, if they can hear the electronics humming, or if they can see the electromagnetic and field. And, and if you don't have these sort of things, also, I mean, you, we don't have. We've never had one to be able to do the the classic scientific way of finding stuff out about. We don't that. have a Sasquatch. We don't have one. Is that <laughs> what you just said? Yeah, we don't have one that they've been able to do an autopsy on or anything Not like yet. that. So we don't know necessarily how they work, how their vision works, and. It stands to reason. Right. There's plenty of wildlife out there that do not see in the same spectrums. Exactly. As us. No, yeah, caribou. Caribou actually see into the ultraviolet and infrared spectrum to the point where everything has like a purple hue for them. That's kind well, of that's um, weird. Yeah. yeah. So, for instance, they 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 could see um, a full spectrum light miles out, whereas another me and you at a distance probably mm-hmm. wouldn't really see. Much and there are snakes that can see in thermal and yeah, infrared. They, yeah, they have infrared heat sensing. Uh, uh, pits on their face for detecting heat, radiant body heat. I love this. 
That is pretty cool. I love all of this. I, yeah, have, so, I, have, I have a pornographic memory, so. Bam. A pornographic memory. Whoa, dude. What you are you said talking? Pornographic. Is that pornographic. You said pornographic memory. Yeah, pornographic. Yeah, that's, sure. That's, that's is that what you guys heard? No, yeah, that's, that's what you guys heard. You many, do realize no. it's recorded, right? I heard is, it, is this being recorded? Yeah. This is yeah. fucked up. All so I got a question or um, kind of answer. So I listened to this podcast. Uh, oh, that was oh, a lot shit, of conspiracy podcasts. Here we go. But they're talking about the way to love. Different subject uh, to catch UFOs. The same type of problem. They said if if the cameras are all pointed east, all the UFOs show up west. That's not so, that's so, how Bigfoot works. Though. Well, no, no, but I'm just saying they're making these um, uh, cameras that work in like a triangular formation. So if one goes off. Everything goes off. We, yeah, there's, to cover there's some, that that area mm-hmm. in the infrared. And oh the yeah, sound figuring out the stuff. technology and how you can get it to work to your advantage. Yeah, there, there are yeah, people that'll yeah. be like, I'll put a trick camera here and then I'll put another one pointed right at it. So or if else something tries to get at in a front, mirror. Yeah. Now you're getting <laughs> flaking weird again. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, so it, 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 I love the fact that you're bringing out the, the the technology and showing how to use the ones that a have worked for you, the ones also that have not worked for you. Because when you're bringing people out for these expeditions, you want to make sure that they're prepared with whatever what they have. And you'll again see people trying to make money off of oh you need all of this insanely expensive gear. We see a lot of that in the podcast. Well, yeah, you, you have to buy the most expensive gear possible, otherwise it's not going to be the best. Yeah, <laughs> whatever well, you do. Honestly, right? to tell the truth, the best investment somebody, a hunter or anybody, can make, even if you're not if you're not a Bigfoot enthusiast, if you're just someone listening to this podcast and you're just a, a hunter or somebody that goes out wildlife watching, yeah, it is still worth it to buy like a Fleer Scout TK. It's it's a little it's not a high resolution thermal, but you can see and you can record at night thermal imagery of animals at anything closer than five hundred yards. If you shoot a game animal, you can find it. Oh, there it is, a hundred yards down the canyon. Or you can follow the blood trail. Yeah, you can that see too. It. Oh, oh wow, okay. So at the very least, if for other reasons you should buy one of these cameras versus I bought twelve crappy trail cameras. What now? What like you could have bought <laughs> yeah, a yeah, thermal yeah. camera. That is cool. And I mean, can people, um, like, I, I, I would imagine that uh, you would love to have contact and conversations with people asking questions about that. What's the best way to contact you uh, through it? Would it just yeah, be phone numbers? The phone numbers will Not be fine. Phone <laughs> numbers, but maybe like just like Facebook messaging or emailing or anything along those lines. Yeah, I, I'm reachable literally just about 24 7. If you have a Bigfoot report that just happened, and you call me, and I think you're legitimate, you will see me in about an hour. Nice, <laughs> nice. Call him, and he will come. I love yeah. it. It's beautiful. But you waste my time, and I won't. Yeah, and then there's going to be hell to pay. I'm like a ninja. <laughs> I love it. Seriously, guys, thank you so much for being on the this podcast. This was awesome. I'm, I'm so yeah. glad you guys came. Yeah. Really, you made, I, my, I, like, you made my thing. Like, I'm glad that you were able to come out from the mountains to come down and hang out and BS with we us. We literally did. We I know. I know. I in. love it. It's so great. <laughs> I'll let you guys get home, and get a shower in, or something. Yeah. Uh, we've got Bigfoot Field Research, uh, the organization, with us. It's again the website is bfro.net. Nathan Kirk, thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. And uh, anyone listening out there, seriously, thank you for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, info at gritcitypodcast.com. All the links to our guests are right here on the page. You can just click on it from your smartphone. Or if you go to gritcitypodcast.com, all of the links are on this episode. Uh, 
help subscribe to uh, help us by subscribing to our Patreon. Uh, like us on all of our social media. You can find all of that on GridCityPodcast.com. I'm kind of tired and uh, de- uh, yeah, stuck. you're doing good, <laughs> yeah. man. You held it down. Good job. Yeah, nice. That was a good one. <laughs> and you, uh, you look a little drunk. Are you okay? Am I? No, oh, I'm no. fine. No. Okay, a little. Drunk, How's that little pornographic drunk. memory? <laughs> did I say that? You did. God damn it. <laughs> Seriously, you guys, no, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, uh, until next time, shoot us your emails info at Grid City Podcast. We'd love to hear from all of you. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Yeah.